people, what's going on? Welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show, reporting not live from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Guys, today is an absolutely special day. I am in a beautiful gym, I would put. Uh, and this man that I'm actually sitting across, he's got a whole setup in terms of the podcast. And we got these barbells and these big ass tires over here and these crazy ass boards and Oh, I mean, the, the mace is over here hanging. I'm just so grateful today because this is actually probably, I think, the third time I've done a face-to-face interview. And I've got this entrepreneur, this gym owner, 22 years old, Hakeem Khan, who I've actually met uh, at the Spartan Race last year in this hot-ass, sweaty-ass gym out there in Putrajaya uh, at Nexus International. You guys suck. Uh, and you know what, man? I'm just so grateful for today. So, Hakeem, man, thanks for joining me, man. Thank you for having me, man. It, yeah, man. So, tell everyone who you are, man. The floor is yours. All right. So, I am, I'll put it this way. I am a student of fitness. Okay. And so, what I do is I tried out as many things as possible. Like, I do powerlifting, weightlifting, crossfit, and everything uh-huh. so that I can help my client. Okay. So, I've been, uh, been working out for the past seven years. Uh, trying everything that I could years old. and six months ago I opened up this small gym or my second home I can call it so yeah. I do everything over here and uh, the main reason why I open up it, this is I want to reach as many people out and help them in terms of their health and fitness goal their performance goal or whatever goals that they have right, so I find out that personal training is expensive and I came up with this uh, small group idea so that more people can join the gym and still get the same quality as a personal trainer, but they are doing it. They are doing it in a small group. Okay. So yeah, that's pretty much what I do. All right. So that that's a crazy range of things and places where I could take that. But you know what? Let's take you from the beginning. That we're gonna build up. Fifteen years old. I mean, when I was fifteen, um, that's when I first joined the track and field team at Rancho High School out there in Las Vegas. And man, it was a good time. Um, but what made you? You were in grade school, yeah. and you started working out at fifteen. Now, what area did you focus on when you started? All right. So, my first workout session was with my brother. Okay. Uh, actually, I was eleven years old at that time. <laughs> but it was just one session. That's it. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to do this anymore for the rest of my life. Right. right. So I went to this normal gym. My brother was about hundred plus kilo. Ooh. And he managed to cut down his weight down to 87, 85, 87. And I was like, okay, um, I'm really skinny. I was about 45, 48 kg. Yeah. And I need to gain some weight. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, I'm going to join you. And I did. So I went with him and tried to gym out a little bit. The next day, I was sore as fuck. Yeah. Right? So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's what happened to me first yep. day too. Yeah. And you know what? The interesting part was... Uh, <laughs> There was this leg press machine. Okay. I was like, people are doing so easy, man. Like, I need to try this out. I'm a strong man. Yeah. Right? Even though I was 11. 11 <laughs> years old. Yeah, 11 years old. Claim it already. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. But what I didn't realize was the weight was at the back. If you know that, the leg press machine. That oh, yeah. Leg. Yeah. And it was like full plate. 20 kilos, 5 and 5. God damn. Right? And I didn't know about that. Yeah. I tried to push it as hard as I can, and the shit didn't move. And I was like, okay, I'm not strong. <laughs> That's when you realized that was it. Yeah. I'm not strong. Right. And when I look back, oh, no wonder I cannot lift this up because it was like, I don't know, about 200 kilos. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Could you imagine if you did lift it up? It would have been, he- oh boy. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's when I first started. And after that day, I don't want to go to the gym anymore. Right. Until uh, when I was 15, we went back to uh, my father's country, yeah. Pakistan, yeah. and my dad was diagnosed with a kidney failure, Shit. and he got leukemia, Whoa. Uh, and he got some minor heart surgery as well. I mean, not most of people know about this, but that was the turning point when me and my brother realized that we have to do something about our health. Yeah, right? there it is. So, I have the discussion with my brother, like, hey, you know what? We have to do something because going through that circumstances, like going to dialysis every single, like three times in a week and staying there for five hours. And I was there with my dad. Like, I have to witness all that in front of my eyes. And, you know, like seeing is believing, right? When you see something like, okay, I don't want to end up like this. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was the turning point when 
me and my brother we decide that we have to do something oh yeah you know it's gym or it's taking care of our food whatever it is but we don't want to end up like this because this is hard all right we sold all the properties that we have in malaysia wow the business was closed and we went back to pakistan and it cost a lot to oh. do all the stuff and right. we even tried to do a transplant right and my mom was a donor to give kidney to my dad right but what happened is uh we paid the money everything was ready and suddenly doctor say that my dad have leukemia and we cannot do the transplant even if we if we do it yeah. he gonna fail again the next day right so we want to save your money we want to save your health you better don't do it right 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 wow so you okay so that's the very very interesting thing about uh what is it he had kidney the kidney problem in the beginning yep. had the minor heart surgery yep. then he got leukemia what it was like you know full package right right yep and how do you get leukemia after kidney failure i don't know man man and we have to struggle a lot to uh-huh. to try to find not to find the cure but it was like uncertain it's a leukemia there it's not we have to go like really far away from our home right um to find a good hospital spend a lot of money on that and basically that was the turning point like hey hakim you have to do something about this like wow. you don't end up like this yeah. yeah wow so then there it is you know what that reminds me of the tom billy story he said his entire family was fat and he was like i gotta do something so he ended up making a billion dollar company yeah. you know yeah. in terms of <laughs> quest bars and all that but wow so what ended up happening after that okay your dad everything went he w- had to go through the entire process mm-hmm. of chemotherapy yeah. And so, did he end up coming? And this was in Pakistan, right? In Pakistan. So, did he end up coming back here? Did so, after that transplant, uh, my dad was like, in a way, giving up. Like, there's no more hope. Right. But uh, he said, "Okay, I'm gonna go to Malaysia back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run a business. I'm gonna do something. Uh-huh. Uh, and if I have to do dialysis, then I will just do it. Because we have this stereotype like dialysis is bad." And you know it's not good. You're gonna end up like, like a lot of things. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. People say it, but uh, he's been doing dialysis now for about five years, and oh. it's pretty good. You know, he's still, he's still surviving. Right. I mean, and he's not in the really bad stage. I mean, he inspired me a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he, now he's still able to move around. He drive his car. He go here and there. He do everything that he could. Right. And he's not like someone just laying down and you know that I'm sick. I'm not gonna do anything. No, he's not that type. Ah, uh, yeah. see, that's so yeah. he inspired me a lot. Yeah. Like everything like who I am today is just because of my mom and my dad. Wow. Because they educate me and I see how they struggle in their life and <sighs> how they do everything. So from there, like you know. When you're a child, you see, you see your parents do this, you follow them. Uh-huh. Right? Not what they say, but what they do. Right. And that's a very interesting point because if you, when you see that happening, some, I don't know, a lot of kids, especially in America, they take a different route. Yeah. They go the same route. So if the father's doing the bad thing, the mom's doing the bad thing, they end up doing the bad thing. But you have to, I don't know, it's just awareness because my father, I saw the knives and, you know, being swung at my mom. My mom had a knife being swinging at my dad and all these crazy things happening, going from different places. But I chose to say, you know what? I had that rite of passage, too. Mm-hmm. Just like you had that rite of passage, I'm going to go this way. Unfortunately, a lot of, you, you know, my brother, he didn't end up taking that way and he's doing his thing. But, of course, all the best to him. But that, that awareness that awareness. And so, what, what, how old were you when that happened in the beginning stage? Um, 15. 15. Yeah. And 15 so was uh, when we went to Pakistan to actually find a solution for that problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, why Pakistan? Uh, my mom and dad are from Pakistan. Oh, right, right. And if you know about this, Pakistan is uh, like they have this one kidney center, mm. which is the most famous in the world. Wow. Uh, and uh, people from Saudi, people from I don't know America, come over there. Nice. And everybody comes there. So it's like, okay, we're gonna. It's since it's my dad home, then we're just gonna go there, and it it will be a lot easier than we going to India or we going to China and stuff like that. Right. Because we know everything about Pakistan. Exactly. We have a home to stay. Yeah. Okay. And so there it was. Fifteen years old, went to Pakistan. That was the beginning of your working out journey in Pakistan. In Pakistan. So here we go. So. When we went there, uh, I stay in like village, so we don't have a lot of facilities. 
Mm-hmm. And the gym was like super old gym. Yeah, yeah. The treadmill was like the DIY, not not to say DIY, you know, the, the treadmill that don't use electricity. Like it was designed in a weird way that we just run on top of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I don't even ever see that. But, uh, and the gym was quite far. It was like 10 kilometers away. Jeez. Now in Malaysia, that's not a big issue, right? Right. But in Pakistan, it's like all this uphill. Oh, it sounds like Myanmar too. Yeah. Myanmar. <laughs> so yeah, 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 I got you. It would take you about, I don't know, 30 minutes. What part of Pakistan? Uh, this is Bunir, uh, Bunir there's, KPK. Okay, there's some beautiful, there are some beautiful places in Pakistan. There really are, man. I got. I had two friends out there. You know, then they don't talk to me. But yeah, man, they were beautiful. They were like, you need to come to Pakistan. And of course, I told you about it. It's an amazing place to okay. visit. Yeah. But in my case, not to stay. Right, not to <laughs> stay. Not to stay. Okay, we'll get into yeah. that. But you had the uphills, the downhills, yeah. 10 km. Yeah. And then, that's, your, that's, your, that's your cardio right there. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, what we discussed with my brother, what we're going to do is we're going to create some home equipment. Yeah. So we create this barbell from a pipe. And from some semen, put it into the, into like a into like a can or bowl, something like that. Right. And create all this DIY stuff, and then we start working out. So mm. we have this squat rack made from a wood. Yeah. And then we have this bench which we hire someone to design it, uh-huh. so it can be a flat bench, incline and decline bench. Right. Right. I have a picture we'll share with you. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, send that to me too. And then yeah. we start to work out. Wow. I, I have no idea what working out is. So my brother taught me like how to do bicep curl yeah. how to do some squat and my first squat session was about 50 kilos and I was like brother are you sure that we're gonna do this that's like really heavy it's like no you have to do it and you know what I used to eat like you know what chapati is a what chapati no it's like a bread like a round uh, shape uh-huh. and I would eat like a half of it yeah per day and that's my meal I don't eat much but after that squat session I remember eating the entire thing. The entire thing. I was like, I need some food. food. Right. Right, So, yeah, first squat session around 50 kilos. Did it for three sets and I'm done. (laughs) Three sets? (laughs) Three sets. How many reps? Uh, 10, 12 reps. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done for the day. That reminds me of doing, you know, (laughs) trying to max out on the bench. I think my 135 pounds, I got up to 140. But those, those beginning days, that was when I was 12. I was in the back of my friend's yard, and his brother, he was over here 200 pounds, I don't know, the kilos and everything. But, yeah, th- those are the beginning days. It reminds me so much of my childhood. Okay. And after that, I was so addicted to lifting weight. Is so that right? I would do it every single day. Damn. And I, got, I can deadlift from empty bar up to about 80 kilos mm-hmm. in a few months. And I was 48, 45 to 48 kilo. Right. And in three months, I gained up to 50 plus. Uh-huh. So I feel so good. I feel I have more confidence. Right. Like before that, I was like a walking zombie. Right. 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 People right. look at me like, you don't get enough food. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. What's yeah, wrong? Yeah. Are you sick? What's wrong with you? And right. Like that. Uh-huh. So yeah, after that, I, f- I felt the confidence and I just want to do it like every single day. Right. Right. Then. Okay. So then. So when was another turn? What was a big turning point? Um, of course, when you first started working out, you came back to Malaysia. What age? Uh, I think it was 16. Okay. 16, 17. Okay. Somewhere around that. Yeah. And then, of course, you were still going to school. Uh, so I finished my high school in Pakistan. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at 16, we finished high school. Nice. And then I came to Malaysia. Uh, I took something called SPM. Okay. Uh, I don't know what you call it in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I took SPM privately, and I was working at the same time. Okay. So I was working in a textile uh, shop. Ah. Yeah, I was a the manager there because... At the age of? At the age of 16. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, here's the reason why. 16 or 17, I could recall that. Yeah. Uh, the owner of the company was a friend of mine. Right. Okay. So he like I went for the interview and said, "This is it. You're gonna do this." I was like, "Okay, I'm ready for this, uh-huh. and let's do this." Uh-huh. So I worked there for six months. Right. Before my exam date. Yeah. So when my exam start, I resigned and I just went. Uh, like I need to study a bit more because I was working like 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I was managing Jesus. the entire shop. Yeah. Right. And then after that exam, I I was in search of myself uh-huh. even in the beginning. So when I when I came to Malaysia, I don't know what to do. I was totally lost. Yeah. Like, I used to do web designing uh-huh. at the age of ten. Wow. Yes. I love blogging. 
Blogspot was my thing. WordPress was my thing. Yeah. I create template for blog Blogspot, and I do all those crazy shit. Yeah. Right. And I write I write a, a, a blog on how to blogging uh-huh. back then, right. 2009, 2008. Right. So when I came back to Malaysia, I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. I'm just lost. Mm. What I need right What I need right now is just money. Right. Because I need to eat. I need to send to my parents. Mm. Need to pay my rent. Mm. You know, like I don't know what to do. Right. A- at the age of sixteen, what would you expect? Like, thinking about being entrepreneur and those kind of stuff. No way, right? Right. I don't know now, but back then, we have nothing to do. Like, right. Go to school, get a job. That's it. Yep. Yep. Right. So, and then I realized that I like to go to gym. Uh-huh. Even when I was working with that textile company. Yeah. I work fourteen hours a day. Can still make time to go to the gym right. one hour, one hour every single day. Right. And I was like, why don't I work in the gym? Uh-huh. So I can work out, and I can be in that environment. Uh-huh. So I went to this gym called Celebrity Fitness, uh, here in Malaysia, and they say they have a vacancy. I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply for this, and I asked for a personal trainer, but I don't have any certification or anything. Then they say that okay, we don't have any empty slot for personal trainer, but you can be the consultant. I was like, I, I don't even know what the consultant was. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was like, hmm, that sounds cool. Uh-huh. Uh, as long as I can be in the gym and work out, that's enough for me, right? Right. So get to the gym, and after one month training, so that's they send me for training, and then I have to sell shit. Uh-huh. Like, you have to do sales. Yeah. And I hate it. Oh, I know, I know. You know being being me, I don't like to talk to people. Oh. Right? I hate talking to people. <laughs> and I don't even, I can't even me stare. Too. Yeah. Like, to girl eyes I cannot talk to girls at all Back then uh-huh. But when you're in the sale You have no other option I know right? I know So from there I started to work Day and night Day and night Talking to myself uh. Talking in front of a mirror uh. So that I can sell Gym membership uh. And then We moved to Kajang uh-huh. So they want They want to open This new branch in Kajang uh. And I was like Okay this time I'm going to become A personal trainer uh. I told to my boss Whatever you're going to say You promise me this but now it's my time to become a personal trainer. Right. So I go and took all the certification required, uh-huh. and you know I've been training for cu- for a few years, so I right. know how to do the stuff. Right. And yeah, that's where I started to become a personal trainer. Wow. Okay. At Celebrity Fitness. Celebrity Fitness. Okay. All right. And then okay. So how long were you there for? Celebrity Fitness total about four years. Four years. Yeah. Okay. So then that brought you to about what? Twenty twenty one? You stopped working there yeah. this year? Uh last year. Last year. Okay. End of last year. End of last year. Okay. Yeah. And then the end of last year before that, that's when I was in a you know, I was standing in a line. Yep. You know, <laughs> at this long ass line next to the National School. No shout out to you. And <laughs> I remember going into this hot sweaty ass gym. And then I think I asked someone for a pen. Now, I don't, re- I don't know if it was you or I remember there was a Filipino guy. No? Okay, I don't re- Some Filipino guy. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But then next thing you know, we're over here talking, and I'm just giving you a crazy story, talking your <laughs> ear off, and, you know, your arms over your cross and whatnot. And he's like, hey, man, you're pretty cool. You have Instagram and whatnot. And so we exchanged details. I can't remember. I think you went before, and I went after or vice versa. But I don't remember seeing you on the course. I remember seeing another short Muslim girl. She had the most beautiful eyes ever. Oh, okay. oh my God, if you're listening to this, holla. Uh, and she was the cutest thing ever. And I don't remember seeing you on that course, so you had to go after. Uh, I was quite late on that. That okay. was my first event. Oh, right, right, right. I brought the entire team with me. Right. Right. So oh. we have to wait for each other. Yeah. And it took about five hours to finish that, man. And, and there was no water either. I felt like the worst thing ever in my life. <laughs> because that was my first event. Right. I, to be honest with you, I don't like running. I hate to run. Right, right. But yeah. because of the team, because of the friends, like, okay, why not? I try this out, right? Right. But yeah, five hours. That's a and you were powerlifting at that time, and yes, you were your heaviest at your time. Yeah. So what's, what's a powerlifter for the people out there? Powerlifter is someone who lifts heavy ass weight. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they do. So yep. it's squats, benching, and deadlift. Oh, that's it. Okay. And so I hate things like endurance base. I mean, lifting weight was just like a few seconds. Right. Going up and down. And when you have to run for five hours, yeah. um, I don't know, man. No. I feel huh? like shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> See, man, I've always been a runner at heart. So when I run, I feel the freest. Like I am free. It's me and my thoughts. I mean, I respect that. Yeah. And I'm not saying running is bad. Yeah. But for me, yeah. you know, running is not my thing. Yeah, all. I know a lot oh, of people. <laughs> right, 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 right. I understand that. I understand that. Um, so you were powerlifted. You ended up doing the beast later on, okay? And you said to me earlier that the beast was a breeze. And, of course, if you guys don't know what the – we did the Spartan Super last year, 13 kilometers. Beast is 20, 21. but Malaysia is like an extra three to four. Yeah. I don't know what it is. You know, they just no, say – The base is 21, but when you track the entire course, it's about 23 to 25. Uh, damn. I got to do it. I got to come back here in 18 days, man. It do th- oh, my God. This is horrible. But uh, you ended up um, suffering a, a significant setback. And I really want to talk about this just because there are a lot of people out there that they hit, you know, they hit setbacks. It could be – I remember, again, I'm going to bring this up. There was an Australian guy I used to work out with, and he would do that power sled. And he said one day he was doing it with a ridiculous amount of weight, and boom, just like that, his back went out. So your setback was a lot different. Yeah. So you ended up getting into, yeah, you're a motorcycle. You know, you got yourself a motorcycle, and you got into a car wreck. Mm -hmm. And the rehabilitation after that, how were you able to maintain that mental mental fortitude to get you through that process? I think that that was like a few months ago, right? Just a few months ago. Um, But I think it's the biggest lesson in my life. Here's the reason why. So when I got hit by the car and someone took the bike off me, right? Right. And I realized that I was still alive. Wow. And it was raining slightly. Uh, I looked at my phone and took out my phone, opened my front-facing camera just to see my face. Right. Because the helmet was gone. Wow. And my face was swollen a bit, but everything was fine. And I didn't care about anything at the moment. I told myself that I'm still alive. That's enough. Uh. Now, I had a, w- another accident, a minor accident before this. That was like a year ago, uh. Uh, which I hurt my wrist. Uh. And I couldn't even like bend my wrist uh. because of that accident. At that time, I was really into weightlifting. Yeah. I was competing and stuff. And weightlifting was like my bitch. Right. right? Like, <laughs> it's the only thing that I want in my life yeah. at that moment. Yeah. So, when I got into the accident, I, ca- I still came to work because right. it wasn't that bad. Right. But I was concerned about my wrist because I want to get into the bar. Oh. Now, this might, be, this might sound stupid, right? Like, you're still alive and you're thinking about your wrist. Uh, uh, I immediately think. Wait, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And, but at that moment, that, that was my focus. Right. So, the first thing that I did when I come to gym is like going to the bar. Oh, I cannot, I cannot get into that front rack position. And I'm just fucked up. Now, when I think back after the second accident, I was like, how stupid I was. Oh, right, 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 right. Like, I was concerned about the race and weightlifting. Right. But I didn't think in a positive way that I, I'm still alive. Yeah. So now, even that day, my client asked me, like, Hakim, now you cannot do weightlifting like before. Like, you're still in that rehab stage. And right. And you're recovering. How do you feel? You've been doing this for years. Yeah. And now you can do it. I was like, you know what? I'm still alive. And that's it. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Wow, and that was that moment, huh? And that the was moment sh- in mm. my life where I realized the true value of my life itself, and right. how important it is, and how it affected my family. Right. You know what? The accident happened about 11 p.m., mm. and I didn't call my parents. I called a friend of mine. He came to pick me up. We went to hospital. How were you? Legs were good and everything. Sorry? You? What, what, what? I, I cannot walk. I cannot walk. I can't even, like it properly Damn. because I got like a really bad back pain wow. and so we went to hospital uh, I was admitted here right. in Shalam uh-huh. and we were transferred to Kajan because they were near to my house and my mom actually texted me it's like Hakim why you didn't come back and after a while and I was okay yeah. and I can move a little bit so yeah. I asked my friend to shut, like, to shut up because uh-huh. I'm going to call my mom and I say, hey, mom, uh, actually today I'm going to sleep, uh, sleep here in the gym. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back tomorrow because I don't want them to get worried. Because right. my dad is sick. I don't want I would, I want, I don't want to give him like extra burden on top of that. Exactly. He's like, hey, I'm just like, I'm going to sleep here and I'm going to come back tomorrow. So tomorrow, uh, the next day, about 10 a.m., I text my sister. I say, uh, hey, uh, I'm just coming to the hospital. I'm just inside here. I got into an accident last night. 
uh, please tell mom and dad. Mm. I couldn't call them straight away because I was like, oh shit, how am how I'm gonna tell them that I'm lying down and here in the hospital and cannot move and right. my legs and everything. So, wow. So then after that, what what was the process? I mean, uh, I was admitted for about five days. Five days, yeah. Yeah, and I need to. I cannot walk properly for the next two to three weeks. Right. And then after I was sleeping all day long for that three weeks. Right. <laughs> recovering in yeah. a way. Yeah. Uh, and then after that three weeks, I started to come to work. Uh, but my training was still just body weight movement. Right. I didn't touch the barbell. Right. Because whenever I squat, I can feel that pain in my lower back. Sure. So yeah, I have to do some strengthening work, some stretching, some physio work. Right. So yeah, but uh, because I have that at the back of my mind, mm-hmm. like the bigger picture. Yeah. yeah I see the life. You see it on macro. I, like, I mean, I can I can still build this up back. It might take me a few years, a few months, but yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, as long as I have the time and the ability to do so, then right. why bother to worry about those stuff, right? Right. So yeah. Just in in just retrospect, it's just amazing how an event like that, or we all have an event. You know, I mean, I could point back to so many different events and I'm just like, man, if we land today, I'm happy. If we land, I'm happy. Just last night, you know, uh, I remember the captain went on the uh, intercom and he's like, flight attendants, please sit down. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I didn't know what was happening. I was like, man, if we land, I will never complain about this or that or this or that ever again. You know, so when I landed, I didn't care how long the immigration lines were. I didn't care about all my worries back at the airport. I didn't care about anything that would probably happen. It ended up happening the next four hours. I'm alive. And so there it is. We complained about the littlest things. And and in that specific moment, that was it. So did that ever, did that change the way you view life? Of course. Of course. For the next, you know, up until today. Now you're just like, you probably wake up and you're like, I am alive. I'm grateful to be alive. And a lot of people take that for granted. Now I'm driven by gratitude. Every single day when I woke up, Mm. my mom is still alive. My dad is still alive. alive. People that I love are still around me. Yep. And I'm still alive and I can do whatever I want to do. Right. There's no reason to complain. Right. Right. So that's a huge part. So that's the life lesson right there, guys. Now it's the entrepreneur. And you know what? It's amazing because, of course, going from something so serious to this, you know, when I came here, of course, I had to take a journey here today. Uh, And I got (laughs) I want to tell them this. So I got off at the station, guys. And I'm like, all right, where's my boy, Hakeem? All I see is a taxi guy with his feet up on the chair. And I'm like, you know, there's some taxis over there. I'm like. Man, he ain't coming. I don't have a SIM card because I was a dumbass. Uh, I didn't go buy a SIM card yesterday because I was just so tired and I was just frustrated at everything because everything that could have gone wrong went wrong times 10. And then I go, I buy another ticket. I'm like, man, I'm just going to tell him that, you know, I went there and I waited and I'm just going to cross back and go back. So I sit down and I'm over here, no SIM card, of course. And I'm like, damn, this sucks. And I just glance. I just so happen to glance across the tracks. And then there he is, and he's waving, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm trying to think, and I'm running up the steps, and I'm like, what am I going to tell this guy to try to justify me sitting on the opposite side of the tracks going back in the opposite direction? <laughs> and I'm like, Hakeem, man, I thought you weren't coming. You said that, you know, this and that, and I didn't know where the gym was. I don't have a Sam. And luckily, Hakeem was like, hey, man, no problem. And I was like, oh, God, thank God. <laughs> And so, of course, I got in a taxi. These taxis suck. Uh, and so we came back to, uh, we came here, and we go up the stairs, and there's a lot of different shops around here. It's a very residential area. Um, and so he opens the door, and this door, of course, you know, there's a decent-sized gym in here. We got a lot of different things. I love this. I don't even know what you call this, this green. Uh, artificial grass. There we go. Art- if, of course, artificial grass. And then we have some little, you know some putty tile thingy here and then you know you got the rope to actually practice your spartan you got some fans air conditioned it's a really nice uh really nice gym but man age 22 when did this come and when did the idea come so you became an entrepreneur year, yeah um i decided to get out of celebrity fitness why uh, because i want freedom yeah that now i might be wrong at that moment but i took the step it was a gamble. So uh, I brought out some of my clients follow me out because they love to train with me. Right. And being a trainer, it's all about you. It's not about the company. Or it's not about you know the facilities or anything. Right. 
so there was like five to six clients following me and mm. I was paying some rent to this normal gym so that I can train my client inside the gym. Right. So I was paying about a few thousand bucks a month right. to rent that place. Uh-huh. And I, I thought that why not I open my own gym so that I can do a free talk over here. I can give people free sessions so they can get to know me because over there I cannot do that. Right. Right? So it's like, it's still going to be plus minus the same. Yeah. So why don't I just open up a gym? Uh-huh. I have a place. You know, I can do all my recording stuff. I can do my podcast here. And like, it's going to be my second home. Yeah. So I just said like, hey, you know, let's just open this gym. Now, it's not much about entrepreneurship. It's yeah. not about making millions. Yeah, making millions, stuff. which is... I'm just yeah. trying to make impact on people's life. Uh-huh. That's the main goal. Yeah. Like, as long as this place can sustain itself, that's uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. No, I'm not expecting money from this place. Right. I just want to try to help as many people as I can. Yeah. That's the main goal. Like... I do all this, you know, free online coaching stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I make these YouTube videos and all stuff. I'm still new, yeah, but uh, I'm trying my best yeah. uh, to deliver as much as value possible to people. Right. So the main goal for Babel Nation is just to help people. That m- that might sound cliche, like, oh, yeah, you want to help people and make money, this kind of stuff. No. The intent is to help people. Yeah. And the thing is, guys, please understand this because you guys don't understand – at the age of 22, you've already found that life purpose. Some people are 70 right now, and they're fucked. Excuse my French. They are fucked. You know, because it's always, and entrepreneurship is so romanticized and so commercialized right now. So every time you put, a, a, of course, entrepreneur, entrepreneurship hashtag in Instagram, what do you see? Oh, it's a guy in front of his Lamborghini. It's a guy on his yacht. He's got his expensive shades, the expensive suit, the expensive. It's so, it is such bullshit. But when you guys figure out to help people and not worry about the money, the money will come. Don't even worry about that. But it's the fact that you spent, and of course you told me, a fair amount on all this equipment. And of course, I saw some of the pictures, of course, on your Instagram with how much you've changed those individuals' lives in terms of them dropping weight, you know, putting on some pounds, doing this, doing that. It's remarkable. And how did you end up what was the awareness? You said, okay, I want freedom. Kind of like me. Yeah. You know, and that's what's happening in my life right now in terms of, you know, of course, traveling so much right now at this particular juncture. Why Why is it that you wanted to help people so much? So uh, I'm going to share this. Uh, I think I haven't shared this to anyone. Uh, I was working in a kid's gym oh. for a month, just for a month to help out my friend. Hmm. And one day, so one day I woke up and I have this insane amount of energy inside me yeah. for no reason. Yeah. I was so excited. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm going to crush it today. I'm going to do every single day that I can. Yeah. Like, the energy is in there. Like, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And when I go to work, I was, like, so positive. Yeah. I was doing every single thing I can. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Why don't I share this energy with other people? Because this doesn't come every day. Yeah. Right? So, That's I it. took my iPhone, my phone, go to Facebook, and I say, hey, Today I have like obnoxious amount of energy inside me and, yeah. and I want to share it with you guys to make some positive change. Yeah. Now just hit the like button or drop your phone number and I will give you a call. So some people did. Wow. Yeah, and then I was just like, I'm going to call this person and share some positive vibe. And wow. they, they thanked me like, hey, thank you, Akim. You made my day. Wow. Right? And That's so one awesome. of my friends, she actually posted on Facebook. You say, thank you for the call. The energy was amazing you made my day right and i was reading that and tears came out like for no reason yeah. i was like i feel so fulfilled yeah that's it like I, I never felt that way in my entire life yeah like that single day when people were thanking me because i can i can give them some positive vibe yeah. and i can make their day and i was like okay i know that the only thing that make me happy is this mm. and after that i start something like you know, random act of kindness, try to, try to do something that you can because, you know, when you give your people, you feel fulfilled. Yeah. Inside. So I try to implement that in the profession that I'm working. Yeah. Right? So I'm a personal trainer. I can impact people's life through making them healthier, losing weight, becoming stronger than they ever imagined they could. I have a client who is just like normal people going to a 9-to-5 job and he can squat over his body weight. Mm. 
right? He can deadlift over 100 plus kilos. And he's not someone who like every day coming to the gym and hitting and the only thing he want to do for life. No, he's just normal people. And he are able to do that. Right. And I'm so proud of that. Now, not just because of the weight, but because of the change. Yeah. And because of the mentality that you have and you can come to train, it's not easy. Right. You know, when you're so, like, now I'm working like, 24 by 7, right? Like yeah. I'm doing everything I could. Yeah. My workout will drop down to three times in a week. Right. Because I cannot do so much. Right. And seeing these people going through life, going through circumstances, and still have that time for their health and fitness, I mean, right. that just makes me happy. Wow. And that's true fulfillment. When you get that, especially when the tear comes down your face and this and that, those are the days I live for. You know, I've done some podcasts that have, you know, disrupted a lot in terms of my biochemistry and whatnot but that right there so so of course man i'm just amazed how you've developed so much at such a young age you know you got all these things you got these clients who come in i mean this is your job now you know there was another guy i met who's actually a fitness guy and he's like hey i'm gonna do the iron man and he's 44 and he was one of the first trainers that I met at the gym that I go out, go to on a routine basis, of course, to train for competitions such as the Beast. Okay. And this guy, I mean, when I look at his page, of course, I think he wanted more freedom, too. And so he ended up developing his own thing, and he does his own park routines. He goes cycling. He's developing a protein bar. He's doing this and that. I'm just, I, I get so happy when I see people achieve what they're set out to achieve. And they're, not, and they're not focused on the money aspect of it, you know? Of course, okay, this is, you know, there's a lot of different things that, of course, are going to culminate. You might end up developing a bigger place. You might say, oh, man, I don't have time to do this, or I'm going to have to delegate more tasks and this and that. So what is the ultimate goal that you want to achieve of, you know, basically this? Um, I want to try to reach out to as many people I can. Mm. So it might be online, mm. it might be offline helping people here. Mm. But the goal is to change people's life. That's it. Mm. As many people as I can. Mm. So that's the reason why I started the free online coaching. Because uh, I know yeah. here I, I can train about 20, 30 people uh. at one time. But I need more. Right. You know, I want to share that with other people. And I'm not creating content. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm just trying to document whatever I do here, uh. how I train my client, and how you can apply that to yourself. Uh. So I'm not taking extra effort to like, just sit there and create something amazing. No, uh. it's really simple. In this industry, it's really simple. It's just that people make it complicated. Uh. <laughs> right? So some simple rules that you can follow and change your life. Right. Now, before this, I focused too much on uh, athlete. I want to train athlete, but yeah. I realized that I need to help normal people. Mm. You know, that's bigger audience, right. and those people really need help. Right. So the main point is just reach reach out to them and try to help them. Uh, jab, 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 uh, right hook. I still remember that's that's the <laughs> that, that's the whole Gary Vee thing. Gary you know, Vee, yeah. you want to be able to get a lot of. He gives an insane amount of free content and whatnot. How about Malaysia? I really want to ask you. I'm glad I f didn't forget Malaysia and fitness. So, what do you think? I mean, I love the uh, KLCC area where they have that be big, beautiful jogging uh, uh -huh. park. Um, how is it with people who do fitness out here? Uh, Malaysia is growing. Mm. Uh, CrossFit is now becoming a thing in Malaysia. Uh, quite new. Mm. So, there's a lot of potential here in Malaysia. I can see that mm -hmm. in terms of business. And people are just getting more awareness as mm. compared to before. Is that right? Okay, so like five years ago, were people into, you know, working out, doing this, doing five that? Five years ago, people know that gym is a place for a bodybuilder, and that's ah, it. Ah, okay, okay, Every time okay. you go to the gym, you see all these buff dudes uh -huh. pumping up some weight. Uh, yeah. But now, it's more in general population. Right. Yeah, so, that's a good thing, actually. Okay. And then the dieting, what about like, um, of course, a lot of people associate, you know, bodybuilding with gym and everything. And we had our conversation earlier about bodybuilders and whatnot. You were a bodybuilder. Uh, not Some, actually uh, like not, a professional bodybuilder, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I trained the way a bodybuilder trained back then. Okay. And in terms of like, you know, if you see what CrossFitters, oh my God, those are the most mm -hmm. incredible beings on the planet, man, in terms of like fitness. Um, dieting. I mean, how, like, how are you able to maintain your diet? 
and like in Malaysia, I'm not sure exactly, because right around this area, I was looking at all the shops. It was like, you know, Sha'alam and, you know, all these different shops around here. And I'm not sure if a lot of Malaysian food is primarily based on a lot of fat or is it high sodium, high this, high that. What does your diet, of course, you being a trainer, what is it that you, you know, I don't diet. You don't diet. You don't diet. Okay. Because okay. I don't believe in diet. Oh. Now, here's the thing. It's okay if you want to follow some certain rules. Yeah. Like, you want to follow ketosis diet. You want to fo- follow paleo diet. Like, uh-huh. high carb, low carb, whatever you want to follow. Uh-huh. I have no problem with that. Right. But as long as you are getting... Not all these diet have common things. Yeah. Right? So, they promote nutritious food. Yeah. No, they want you to eat less processed food. Mm. And we want to focus on the bigger picture. Mm. Now, if I'm a busy person and you ask me to cook my own meal and meal prep and, you know, do all the stuff, mm. it'll be hard for me. And I will end up not, not, f- not sticking to it. Yeah. So I want you to find something that is sustainable for you. Mm. Now, it may be ketosis. If you like to eat... Uh, food with a lot of fat and go ahead nothing wrong with that but right. I want you to be able to sustain that right now that is the first step so you want to you want you want to choose a diet or you just want to stick to the entire whole food nutritious food go yeah. ahead there's nothing wrong okay. and it's okay if sometimes you cannot follow right like it's life life happened you're busy you got kids you got exam you are stressed out yeah and you cannot eat well for that one day or one meal, it's okay. Uh-huh. Right? You don't beat yourself up. Like, you know, I failed to follow my diet today and I'm gone. I'm going to start next month. Right. Why? Like, you are always one bite away from getting back on track. Right. It's not about, you know, the mentality that people have all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's either I win uh-huh. or I lose. It's not about that. Uh-huh. The continuum is long. Like, you have a lot of steps to get there. Right. So, we want to focus on things that you can sustain. Mm. No, we're not going to talk about high carbs, low carb, fat, this and that, like yeah, all yeah. those crazy cliche shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now normal people don't need that. Uh-huh. They don't even need to know that. What they want to know is some simple stuff that they can do to actually improve their life. Uh-huh. That's it. Uh-huh. So you want to find something like the goal should be behavior goal. Hmm. Like I want to lose 10 kilo, for example. Right. Now what you can tell them you're going to do this workout, you're going to eat this, don't eat that, and all this stuff, and uh, be like, what? So what's your philosophy? So mine is, okay, you want to lose 10 kil- 20 kilos, all right? So in order for you to lose that, you have to eat slowly and eat mindfully. Right. By doing that, research show that you tend to eat less, mm. and that indirectly will help you to lose some weight. Right. Now, that is a lot easier to follow, right? Like, right. if I ask you, hey, uh, you gotta eat. You gotta spend about twenty minutes on a meal, focusing on a meal, and like really enjoying your meal, mm. and that will help you to lose weight. That is much easier to follow than telling you you gotta avoid carbs. You cannot eat carbs at thi- ta- this time, exactly. and you cannot eat fat or this and that. So we want something that is simple to apply to people. Ah, okay, okay. I like that. So you don't fo- like the the carbs. Take out this. Take out that. Eat this amount of protein. Nope. None of that. It's just all in about... The, in the first stage, no. Okay. Now, if you're an athlete or you're someone who's looking for some certain specific short-term goal, right. now that is, a, that is a different case. Right. But we have to build the foundation. Right. Like that small blocks that can be a really great foundation. Right. So I always focus on making a small change, not drastic change. Ah, there you and go. The most important things, sustain. You have to sustain it. Yeah. Now, diet you might follow for three days. Five weeks, twelve weeks, whatever the fitness industry sell to you, right? Yeah. But we want something that you can follow throughout your life. Exactly. See, that's what I like. That's what I like. There are too many different diets out there. There are too many different people saying, you know, you know. I had one guy say, um, and of course he's a trainer. He's like, hey, you want to just stick to what you eat every day? Um, and but the thing is, man, I love my burgers. I love my pizza. Of course, I don't abuse the privilege. But, of course, today, Malaysia, you know, I'm in Malaysia. Yes, today is my pizza day. I am going to get my pizza. But the thing is, a lot of people spend a lot of time taking out, taking out. Okay, don't do this. Don't do that. And it gets them very distracted and it get, and disheartens them for the most part. And then they're not, oh, they're not able to maintain that specific, you know. So I like that. That's really brilliant. Okay. All right. Okay, my man. So 
here it is. Um, it's just amazing how I'm just in relation to it, doing this podcast. Um, so, again, you had that horrific uh, wreck and whatnot. What's your outlook for the next year? Because, of course, you've already told me about what's going to happen, the long-term process and whatnot. But are you going to the, be doing these Spartan competitions again? Are you going to be trying new things? What do you got going on in your life? So from training perspective, uh-huh. uh, now I'm focusing on gymnastic. Okay. So uh-huh. I'm trying to learn the gymnastic movement because, I don't know, man, I just love it when I look at people doing all that crazy stuff like handstand and single arm handstand. Yeah. So I just want to try that out. And I'm doing it now. I've uh-huh. been practicing it for the past few weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm not going to join any race no races, for the yeah, time yeah. being because okay. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Now, not as an excuse, but uh, I have to build this up. Uh, yeah. A lot of in like online stuff, offline stuff going on. Yeah. I got to build up the business. So, yeah. 100%. You have to, you have to like, when you're, when you're start now, for, for people who want to start a gym around the world or whatnot, you got to dedicate 100% of your time to it. There's no way you can do this part-time. 110%. Because I was thinking, man, you know, with the amount of insane hours I just wrote down on this blog, um, something that I need more of in my life is my free time. Because I'm not going to be able to balance so much of what I got going on with the English language learner and the personal development and uh, writing up this ebook right now in terms of this test prep and doing this and an email. All these things that I have to do, I'm focusing too much on the micro in the micro money, but I'm not focusing on the macro enough. So for personal, you know, personal trainers such as yourself and, you know, I guess you could say not an entrepreneur from what the world views it as, but an entrepreneur just having his own gym. And now you're building this online thing, you know, doing this and that. What advice would you give to the people around the world? I mean, you have to start with yourself yeah. and know what you really want to do. Uh-huh. If you are in for the hype of money uh-huh. or fame, yep. then yeah. you better think again about it. Yeah. Right? Because most of people, when they see me open up this gym, they come to see me and, like, you know, seek advice. And they say that, Hakim, I want to become like you. I want to have that freedom of time. I was like, wait, wait right there. What do you mean by freedom of time? Mm. Do you know how I work? Mm. Do you know my working hours? I get up 4.30 in the morning. <sighs> Travel all the way from Kajang to Shah Alam. That is about 52 kilometer. All right. I open up the gym. I clean up the gym. Start training my client. I have about four to five, sometimes six classes in a day. And I have to do all the online stuff, podcasts, Instagram, Facebook, everything. And I have to do marketing. I have to find some money to put in the system to run and sustain my business. Right. And what do you think about my time, man? I start working. I start. I wake up at four thirty and sleep at eleven, sometimes twelve, uh-huh. so that I just get that enough sleep Damn. to continue hustling and crushing it again tomorrow. Right. So if you are looking for time, then I'm really sorry, man. That's that's, that's just no the myth, isn't it? Uh. You might think that oh, I will have a big gym and then I'll have people work for me and this. No, you work for the people. Uh. It's not that the people work for you. you yeah. Are, if you think that. That people are going to work for you, you are getting this entire thing wrong. Oh. Why? Because people are showing in Instagram that, hey, I got this Lamborghini and buy this new house and I'm just on vacation and working from home and this and that. No, that's bullshit. Yeah. You are in for the money. You will sacrifice all the... You will take shortcuts. Yeah. Like You won't focus on the real thing that you want. Right. Because of that money. Oh. Now, when I started to become to to open this gym, I try to be as minimal as possible. Uh. I even get rid of some of my watches because, like, why the fuck do I need this? Uh. I only keep this one because I want to time my client. That's it. Yeah. Right. Uh, why do I need clothes? Like fancy clothes. Uh, shoes. I stopped buying that a long time ago. I don't even have ago. a car. Uh. Right? Why? Why do I need that? Mm. It's taking out. If I want to buy a car, it's taking out twenty, thirty thousand from my business. That's right. Why don't I put that into the business? That's itself? right. Just heard that. Yep. So it's all about what you want. Now, if you really want to become an entrepreneur and you want to focus on that, do, do you. Like, I'm not telling you to follow me. No. Yeah. It's just a proxy yeah. that I'm doing. And this is my result. Mm. So if you want to do the same, then by all means, right? Right. But you have to figure out yourself. Mm. If, you, if you are someone who just want to impact people's life, then you don't even have to open a gym, right? You can do that through online. You might work with other gym 
like there's a lot of option now don't rush into one option just because it look cool <laughs> you got to think about it right. the long term i told myself that the next eight years i'm just gonna close my eyes like i'm not expecting anything yeah. for the next eight years uh, you're 22 yeah. man that's gary gary says close your eyes for you until you're 29 this is that that is so true man just poor just poor and, and of course now that you have this and of course seeing all this equipment i mean so many people man i mean you just see it you see it everywhere if it's not on youtube it's on instagram if it's a lot of fitness guys especially in america specifically oh i got this car i got this house i got this. that's not what it's about seriously because if you're in it for all the lavish to just cover up your insecurities You've already no, I lost. Mean, if you really love cars uh-huh. and that's the only thing that you want, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if your entire business and life is predicted on that, yeah. then you have to think about that. Yeah. yeah. All right. How can, how can people get in contact with you? Of course, everyone, I'm going to put all his descri- you know, the descriptions and everything, details in the description. Uh, and, of course, if you guys are interested... Hakeem, what you got going on your side? So now I do this 30 days free online coaching mm-hmm. where it's mostly about nutrition right. and how to use a small change mm-hmm. to level up your life. Mm-hmm. Now this is not about you know, telling you the secret to be healthy. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's just bullshit. This yeah. is just real things yeah. that you can apply daily so you can subscribe and I will send you email on daily basis. Awesome. Yeah. So just go to my website, barbellnation.com.my slash first step awesome okay and he's gonna send me all those links i'm gonna put in the description guys please follow this man especially on instagram instagram your your instagram is hakim han triple e h-a-k-triple-e-m-k-h-a-n or you can go to my gym uh pay uh profile which is barbell nation my awesome okay guys man hakim it was a pleasure all right, thank, thank you, you so much man it was awesome now we got to get this workout in it's one of uh, what's about 1 p.m out here of course, when I upload this, this will be probably several hours later. But, uh, man, again, man, thanks. A big, big thanks, man. Uh, it was a hell of a journey. And, man, it's time to crush it. So keep doing your thing, guys. I'll be updating you, of course. Follow this man. Dive into his world. And, guys, take advantage of everything. And I hope you guys can take something away from this brilliant message that this young individual has given you today. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and Out.